Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. A soul winner is who you are. It's part of your DNA. And I hope after this series you get this in your heart and in your spirit so that you can go out and share Jesus everywhere you go. Today I want to start, before I get into any of my points and stuff today, I want to start in a passage of scripture that I believe is definitely one of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 6. I'm going to start in verse 24. The Bible says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or you cannot serve God and money. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? Which of you by worrying could add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what things we shall wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God. Everybody say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is Jesus speaking. And Jesus is giving us a great passage here, a great key. I believe this is the greatest key in the Bible, in my opinion. Priorities matter. I have a message that I preach often when the Lord leads me to in in services and revival and, and things like that called What's Important Now? Putting first things first so you can win in life. Because what's important now is an, the acronym for that is W I N. And what's important now is the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing and being, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, we already know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. So, part of doing what God has done and being an imitator of God is winning souls because Jesus came to win the lost. He clearly said that. And so we must make souls a priority. When you make souls a priority, you're putting the kingdom of God first place. For a quick example, there's no kingdom without citizens. You're a king of nobody if you're a king by yourself. You have to have a kingdom of people, citizens to rule over, to have a kingdom. And so the citizens... Come into the kingdom of God by getting born again. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And then guess what? You're born again according to the word of God. You're born a child of God, born afresh. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
And then we are commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so putting the kingdom of God first place is vital to your life with Christ. You know, there's many, 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 unfortunately, many Christians who are not putting God first. They're actually putting money first. They're putting their possessions first. They're putting themselves first. That's why Jesus, when you read this, he, I start in verse 24. No one can serve two masters. He will either love the one and hate the other or vice versa. You cannot love God and mammon or you cannot love God and money. And money can get you possessions. Money can get you things. But the great thing about all of this is Jesus has given us a key. That when you put God first and his kingdom first, he'll give you everything that everyone else wants. He will. He'll add it unto your life. It's just a fact. And so today, as part four, I'm going to be talking about the rewards for being a soul winner. You know, many people just talk about winning souls, and that's great, and that's a reward. But there's rewards that come with winning souls. You making yourself a vessel for God makes you you become a vessel that God can bless. Yes, you can obey the Word of God in, in different areas, and you can be blessed. But there's an accelerator, I believe, on the blessing of God. By putting souls first according to his word. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And I don't think there's any greater way to seek God's kingdom than by populating the kingdom of God. By telling people about Jesus and them getting born again. And so I have a couple different points here. You can take notes if you like to do that. Um, number one, natural things you need or desire will be supernaturally released when you start winning souls. Where do I get that from? I just read it. What about any of you need clothing? Any of you need food? Any of you need shelter? Any of you need water? Just the needs of life, the necessities of life? They're going to be added to you. Because he said when you put the kingdom of first, these things will be added. But what about your desires? What about things you desire? The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Well, what's the desires of God's heart? Think about that for a minute. What is God's desires? What's his heart's desire? That all men should come to the knowledge of his Son and come to the saving power of God through his Son, Jesus Christ, to know and to receive that free gift. That's his heart. And so imagine you putting what is on God's heart first. He's going to start put, giving you your heart's desires because you're delighting yourself in the Lord's desires. You're saying, you know what, Lord, I, I want this, I need this, I need that. But you know what, instead of me, you know, skipping church so I can go make some extra money for my vacation, or I'm going to skip going out and winning the loss and, and try to do my own thing, I'm going to put souls first. And I'm going to let you bring those desires to me because I'm going to put your desires first. See, there's a reward system when, you, when you're a soul winner. Bible says that you have to believe that God is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You can't get a greater heart's desire on the Lord's heart than, than souls. It's the whole purpose of why He sent Jesus. For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. Never forget that. Never get that out of your heart and spirit. God loved the world to save sinners. And we, at one time, we're sinners. We're no longer sinners. We're not sinners saved by grace. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're not. We're born again. We're children of God. But at one point, we needed to encounter that saving 
grace and we've received it. That's why Jesus came. Come on, that's shouting ground right where you're at. You should thank God. Just thank God that you're born again. Man, I just want to thank Him that I'm saved, that I'm born again, that I'm going to heaven. Praise God. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's a, he's a great God who's a saving God. Praise the Lord. Point number two would be the eternal treasures are being stored up in heaven. So reward system here and in eternity. So you have the re you have the reward system of thanksgiving added to you, but then you have the reward system of eternal treasures are being stored up for you in heaven. Matthew 6 verse 19. So just a couple verses above. The Bible says, I'll turn to it. It tells us here. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Well, brother, you know, you just got done telling me that God's going to add these things to my life and give me my heart's desires. Well, praise God. Yes, he's going to do that. But you're doing twofold when you're being a soul winner. You're laying up treasure in heaven and you're receiving a reward here on earth. Let's continue to read. But lay up. For yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't, do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, yes, there's a reward system. You're going to have your heart's desires met. God's going to begin to give you your needs and all of that. But guess what? There's eternal treasures that you're storing up when you become a soul winner. You know, when you lead people to Jesus, that's an eternal thing. Getting born again, you're talking about eternal things where one person is headed to hell for all eternity in one instant they're on a fast track to heaven because they're saved and born again obviously there's steps to take after they get saved but the initial beginning starts at getting saved people need to repent of their sins and they need to turn but at the same time as you are winning souls you're laying up eternal treasures in heaven you're storing up treasures in eternity because you're putting eternal things first. You're putting God, what God uh, has commissioned us to do. And, and you can't see when somebody gets born again in the natural, you can't see literally, oh, here's the gift of salvation in my hand. I'm going to give it to you. It's an eternal thing. So God is seeing that. And you're literally storing up eternal treasures. You know, there's a great um, teaching. If you really want to hear more about treasures and, and crowns and stuff like that, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown has a great teaching on the crowns uh, that we're going to receive as treasures. And one of those crowns is the soul winner crown. That every time you go and win souls, or you partner with a ministry and you give finances towards a soul winning ministry, that that's a piece of you going with them. You're part of the eternal uh, reward of heaven, which is souls. And God is laying up treasures for you to lay at the feet of Jesus. Because the things that matter on this side of eternity is it, it makes a difference what you do on this side of eternity you're either what well, you're going to give an account for the works of your life and you're going to lay it down on the on the altar and the fire is going to fall and it's either going to be wood hay and stubble or it's going to be precious gems and stones and precious things to lay at the feet of jesus and your crown is getting fashioned when you put souls first you know my desire is that everyone who is hears from our ministry, gets to heaven, and they have it as soul winner's crown, and they have a part of it. And uh, I'll do everything that I can to keep winning souls. 
and uh, people who are attached to this ministry, you're just a part of the work uh, that we do. You're a part of that work as well, and I believe God is storing up treasure for you there. But there's an eternal reward for you. You know, you don't want to get to heaven and have nothing to show for your life. Sadly, there'll be many pastors who get to heaven and they didn't lead anybody to Jesus because it was just a job. It was just a fill it, you know, this is just my occupation. And that's sad. I don't want to get to heaven and not have something and not bring anybody with me, number one, but then have no reward to lay at the feet of Jesus. We have to contend for this and we have to allow God to use us as a soul winner so we can lay up that eternal treasure and you won't regret it because you're going to get to the other side in heaven and you're going to lay up, uh, you're going to lay the, those precious gems and stones and that reward at the feet of Christ. And what a, what a blessing that's going to be. So number one, natural things and your desires will be released. Number two, you're storing up eternal treasures in heaven. Number three, this is great. I'm going to turn to it, Ephesians 6 verse 8, but you can write this down for your notes. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. I've mentioned this in the previous parts, but I think it's worth mentioning again. That when you go after someone else's mother, God's going to go after your mother. When you go after someone else's brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, whatever, whoever you're believing God for to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, God's going to go after your family, without a doubt. Because what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. He literally will make it happen for you because you're putting other people who you don't even know. You don't know these people, but God has has destined for them uh, to be to hear the gospel message. And guess what? You put someone else's family first, he's going to put your family first. Can you say amen? Ephesians 6 verse 8 says, Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. You'll receive the same from the Lord, whatever you do. Whatever you do. So are you believing God? for your family to be saved. Yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to fast for it. We need to cry out to God. But many people would see an acceleration on their family getting saved by going out and sharing the gospel with other people. When you put when you put God's family first, he's going to put your family first. And guess what? You're usher, you're helping usher in. We don't save anybody. It's the message in the person receiving the gift, the free gift of salvation, which God is the one who saves. But we're going out and we are welcoming in the new family members of God. Think about that. On the sidewalk of your city, in the workplace of your city, in the, in the hometown of wherever you're from and you share your faith, you're helping usher in a new family member into the kingdom of God. Do you think that God will take that lightly with your family? Like, oh, you know, I know they're really, you know, really uh, working hard, uh, you know, to help populate heaven and, and bring in these new children to me. But, you know, I don't know if I can go after their family. No, that's not how it works. The Bible says what you make happen for someone else, God will make it happen for you. And so he's going to make sure that your family gets saved. He's going to make sure that your family gets an opportunity to hear the gospel. And I believe many of you who are listening right now, when you continue to put souls first, and many of you who's never led anybody to Jesus, you start putting souls first, watch how God will go after your family in an accelerated rate. I'm expecting to hear testimonies from some of you that when you go, when you start, the day you start winning souls, you're going to start hearing from your family shortly after that, whether that's a, a month, a week, two months, three months, 
that's still a short amount of time compared to years of them turning their back on God. Watch how quickly God will go after your family because you put other people before your family. And, it, you know, many of you, you've been sharing the gospel with your family for so long, you're just fed up. Some of you all think, well, maybe God won't, maybe he won't save my family. That's a lie from hell. He's going to save your family, but it's time to just step out. And go lead somebody else to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm going to go up to this. If you're, you've got a teenage um, son or daughter, you're believing them to get saved, go find somebody who's a, of their age, lead them to the Lord and say, God, this is a seed of faith that I'm leading this teenager to the Lord and I'm expecting you to get a hold of my teenager. Or maybe your, your children are older now. Have that same mentality that, God, I'm going out right now on the behalf of my family, on the behalf of those who are connected even to them, that they shall be saved in Jesus' name. And watch what happens. I'm telling you, I've seen this happen in my own life. I was able to, um, I've been sharing the gospel and preaching on the streets for, I said, almost eight years now. And I remember I just came back from a trip. Uh, to South Bend, and here I'm preaching the gospel, my family's in attendance, and sure and behold, I'm preaching the gospel just like I have anywhere else, and my my brother's there, I know he needs the Lord, but I've been putting other people's brothers before him, but I've been in the back of my mind saying, and God, you got to get a hold of my brother, God, you got to start doing something in his life, and uh, Man, I remember just preaching and not even thinking about the fact I knew he was there, but I'm not, I'm preaching with the heart of God. I'm going after someone else's brother, someone else's sister. They need to be saved. Sure enough, give the altar call, people start coming. But one of the last people to start come forward was my brother. And man, the power of God hit him. The tears were flowing, but I knew that it was a work that God began in him. And obviously God is still you walking this thing out with him. But the reality is this. I knew that he came forward genuinely because I've been putting other people first. Come on, guys. This thing is real. When you begin to start doing this, you better get ready because God's going to reward you. And he's going to re reward those around you by saving your family. Come on. It's time for our family to be saved in Jesus' name. Time is running out. And I'm believing that uh, every single person listening on the side of my voice, that your family will come unto the... Uh, saving grace of Jesus Christ, and that when we get to heaven, they're going to be there. Can you say amen? God is not finished with your family. He's not finished with you because God has a great, wonderful plan for them, and laborers are going to be sent forth to share the gospel with them in Jesus' name. So number three, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Number four on the reward system for being a soul winner is you're going to experience joy like you've never experienced before. The Bible says this in Luke 15, 10, that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner comes to repentance. Imagine that for one second. I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you're in a stadium full of people, like an NFL game where there's literally 50 to 60,000 people packed out. And in one instance, when somebody gets saved, a roar like you've never heard before, a party like you've never heard before, a shout like you've never heard before goes off boom i mean that's like that's how it is in heaven when one person gets saved there's so much joy going on in heaven when somebody gets saved and guess what you feel that joy maybe not to that extent maybe you're not i mean sometimes i mean maybe you want to shout and dance but i mean you just feel a joy in your heart that you'll never get anywhere else because it's joy unspeakable and full of glory it's an eternal thing 
when somebody gets ripped out of hell and now they're on their way to heaven, this there's a joy that many people can never experience because they've never shared the gospel with anybody. There's a special joy when you when people get saved. And the thing is, is I've never met somebody who's a genuine soul winner who's depressed. Never met them. Because you can't be a depressed soul winner. You can't. There's a joy that hits you when you are a soul winner. You can't be depressed and be a soul winner. So if you think, well, you know, man, I'm really depressed. I'm really oppressed. Well, maybe it's time for you just to share the gospel and get your mind off of yourself and get it on those around you and watch how joy floods your innermost being. Watch how joy floods you. Joy will begin to flood you when you when you soul win. That's a reward. I mean, no one is re- no one says, you know what? You know, we're going to, this is the weekend, and, uh, you know, I know you worked real hard, and it's Friday, and uh, we're not going to have any fun on Friday night. Uh, We're just going to get depressed and get, you know, that's going to be your reward for hard work. You're going to get depressed and sad and cry, and and aren't you just excited? No one's excited about that, but when you set out to do something fun, you get excited about the weekend, and joy hits you. Well, this is a joy that many believers need to tap into. This is a joy that is eternal. This is a joy that you will experience all the days of your life when you begin to put souls first place. When you begin to put souls as a part of who you are and not what you do, then there's a joy that remains, a joy that will get you up in the morning, a joy that gives you purpose. You know, many people, they don't have joy because they don't have a purpose. They don't have purpose in their lives. Why, you know, go and ask you know, the real depressed 13-year-old who's thought about killing himself, they're thinking about doing that because they don't have purpose. But soul winning gives you a purpose. It not only gives you a purpose here on this earth, it gives you an eternal purpose. And guess what? There's so much joy that comes by being a soul winner. So much joy. I mean, come on, guys. You got to grab a hold of this. You don't want joy in your life. You want true joy unspeakable. Put souls first place. I mean, it's amazing to see somebody who was lost and now they're found. Watch as you lead that first person to Jesus. You break that barrier of one. Watch how literally joy floods your heart, floods your being. And maybe you you, you went out there scared to start, but now... I mean, you're going to experience joy unspeakable. That's a reward. What a reward it is to have joy in your life. It's such a reward. And I'm so thankful for the joy of the Lord. Because guess what? Joy is your strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You need any strength in your body? Get a little bit more joy of the Lord. You want to accelerate that joy? Go lead somebody to Jesus. You get your mind off of yourself and you get your mind on people. There's joy that's going to flood your heart. There's joy. When you you want joy, get behind a ministry that wins souls so that when you see the altar call, when you see the photos, when you hear the testimonies, you know that you're a part of that because you you put your hand to it, whether financially or you helped out with the helps and volunteer team or whatever. But get behind a soul winning ministry and watch how you walk in joy all the days of your life. I mean, joy is such a rare commodity in 2022. It shouldn't be the case, but it is because everywhere is bad news. But man, when you hear good news, you can't help but get happy. When you hear good news, you can't help but be full of joy. So that should encourage somebody today. You want joy in your life, put souls first. And that leads me into my point, reward system number five. You can't put souls first 
and finish last place. It's impossible. Why? Because as you do, you're literally fulfilling Matthew 6.33, putting the kingdom of God first, and when you put God first, He'll put you first. Period. You are His child. You are His son or daughter. You, you, he wants to take care of you just as much as he wants to take care of those people who are lost. But you got to just put him first. And the best way to put him first is put souls first. Put his word first. Put, put other people first. Come on, somebody. The greatest commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. How do you love your neighbor? You tell them, look, I don't want you to just be my neighbor here on earth. I want you to be my neighbor in heaven, but the only way to get to heaven and get your mansion is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you lead them to Jesus, and watch how you put souls first. You won't finish last because you're fulfilling the great commandments of God. You're putting the kingdom of God first place, and then things are added to your life. Joy is added to your life. Your family's getting saved. I'm telling you, soul winning is, is such a... A, a key to the Christian walk that will propel you. I'm not just saying that because I'm an evangelist. I mean that. It will propel you into things that you have always desired to have, but you never had them because you're putting souls first. I want to get to th this in your spirit. Say this out loud. Say, God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. And get ready as you open your heart to knowing and believing that you are a soul winner. It's part of your DNA. It's who you are. And you apply what I'm telling you. Watch as the rewards begin to flood in like never before. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast.